here's the situation. You guys are on an offshoot of Shark Tank called Funded, in which you get a bunch of ideas pitched to you, and you got to decide how many of your dollars go to each idea. All right. All right. We can do that. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And I'm Rush Howell. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And Rush, you said you guys. So there's more. There's someone else here. That's right. We are... uh... We're very fortunate to have uh, a guest on today, uh, and that is the head coach of the Princeton uh, men's basketball team, uh, my good friend, uh, Kyle, uh, a friend of mine from Princeton, and then many, many years in Chicago together, and uh, and now I get to uh, follow him uh, uh, with the Tigers, and that is Coach Mitch Henderson is here. What a get. What? As they say in the business, what a get. <laughs> <laughs> And this is, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm a long-time listener. What's, how do you finish that up? So this is great for me. Thanks for having me on. I, uh, I, I, I've seen you guys perform so many times in Chicago, man. I, oh, I, called, no. I called it a night after walking out of the, the, the comedy store there many times. So this is, uh, this is a pleasure. Well, we are thrilled to have you, Coach. Um, and, and the theme for this one Rush came up with is Indie Hive funded. So instead of Indy 500, it's the Indy Hive funded. And I think that's why that first question was about a show called called Funded. And while uh, while our first situation will be inspired by the two word phrase Hive funded, I tried to come up with this thing for you guys. If you're ready to go, we're going to throw you right into the deep end, Mitch. Here's the situation. Tomorrow, Janet Yellen decides our economy is switching to the liquid standard. So all currency needs to be backed by liquids of value. So she sets, she sets the base value as uh, one ounce of honey is the dollar. Cool. So one ounce of honey is back is well dollar. The dollar is backed by one ounce of honey. Um, So I want you guys to tell me what one ounce of these other liquids is equivalent to in comparison. All right. Is that make enough sense? So the, the base value is high funded. One ounce of honey is the dollar. Um, and these other ones don't, they don't necessarily have to be round. If you, if you know, if you think this is a fucking change as opposed to, you know, like opposed to yeah. like $5, you can be fine. So one ounce of honey. I is like a, you picked oh. honey because it does, you know, it's, it's golden. Yes. So it does feel like uh, kind of hanging around. The and it was hive, table. it was hive funded. So I thought like, okay, we'll, we'll go to the hive and like get, get some fresh honey. And, uh, yeah, it does, it does seem to have like. Like a, a a thousand years old value of like honey seems to have meant something yes. for people for for a while. Yep. The other thing is, if aliens walked into a store with a bunch of liquids and they saw <laughs> honey, I bet they would think it's more valuable than it is. They probably I bet would. They would think it's harder to obtain <laughs> that beautiful golden dew. All right, here we go. If one ounce of honey is a buck, talk to me uh, about the value of one ounce of ketchup. I, I'm going. I mean, I'm going to jump in here and. and right in up the ketchup to me is the nickel i mean it's uh i'm i'm it only goes on a couple things for me uh my i have a two-year-old at home he loves ketchup and ham i mean it's so disgusting and like what my wife will be like you want to finish up archie's ham and ketchup i'm like no way throw that nickel away so i'm i'm uh i'm going i'm going the nickel with the ketchup i i basically it's just these days, I mean, every mustard is my thing, so uh, I'm, we might get to mustard. So I'm going nickel. It's definitely less than a, than, <laughs> than a dollar. Uh, if it's, it's there's no question, the ounce of honey is 
is worth more than the ounce of ketchup. Um, I was going to say, you know, I, I like a nickel. I was going to say a quarter, but uh, I, I can't really, you know, I, I like ketchup probably a little more than Mitch. But if I was eating ketchup on ham, I would, I would not. Co- coach made a good, <laughs> coach made a good argument there. All right, next one: one ounce of well tequila. I know, Rush, you you appreciate a good tequila, uh, but this is this is your well tequila. One ounce of well tequila, if honey is a buck. Yeah, I mean, so can we go with non-dollar, non-American? So peso, is, is a peso? Uh, I'm going to go peso here. That well tequila, I mean, I, I mean, I've had, that's the worst hangover of all time. You know, that that peso, that's a peso for me, right? And what, what, what's yeah. one peso like? A It's a, it's an increment yeah. of a penny, right? Is it less or, than a penny? <laughs> I think it, it is. got to be less than one penny. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's... It, it's basically value less. I mean, I feel like they should have to pay you to take it yes. you know, for the trouble uh, to have it. I, I, I don't even, yeah, I'm not a fan of well tequila. Uh, I, I think it's, it's in the micro sense. It's less than a penny. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about this? This is, it, it's a liquid in solid form at this point, but um, one ounce of that good, we talked about it, Rush, movie ice, that good like pebble ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pebble one, ice. yeah. One ounce of pebble ice. That for, that for me, um, it's not common enough that I want to assign it a, a, a specific number that ends in like double zero. So I'm going to say uh, like $6.35. Ooh, <laughs> nice. So I, that, that's that's good. I, I, um, that, I'm, I'm a big ice chewer. Love the movie ice. That's mm-hmm. one of the things I miss. So much about going to the movies, other than my phone being off the whole time. Uh, so I do. I yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the five dollars. I'll go five dollars with the with the ice. That's is it's the best chewable ice out there. Oh yeah, yeah. I go. I go to. I mean, I don't do fast food, but if I knew they had that ice, I would. I would frequent that place. Yeah. Whatever that is. Like it's a draw. Guys, it's a draw. Five guys had like that kind of particular ice. I think. There are very few things that if I go into a restaurant that's like not a fast food, but not a, not a fancy restaurant. So maybe, maybe you're ordering at the counter and you got to pour your own drink or whatever. And I see those plastic red cups. I always know I'm in for like a good treat because they always, you, you know, those glasses, they're, they're plastic and red. And then that they almost always come with that good yeah. ice. And then you pour your fountain drink in there and you know, that that's an experience. I enjoy that. The, the other ice I associate with those red glasses are like the ice that's kind of like about the size of Scrabble tiles, uh, they're like but about that square, maybe a little bit deeper. Sometimes they have kind of like one one edge that's a little bit wider, but that's the other kind of ice I associate with that. I live in New Jersey. That's like the Italian Jersey, the pizza place they have those. Yeah, that square yes. Scrabble tile ice. All right, here's yeah, I just like I like hearing it bang off the you know you put it under there and those little pieces are shooting down there it's like a it's a good tech tactile is the wrong word it's the exact opposite but it's the sound that yeah. I like yeah, it makes me makes me thirsty this next one's a weird one like it, it seems like it could be really valuable or not valuable at all an ounce of sad tears <laughs> oh. Oh God! You know, like, what's the value of that? Like, it's it's rare to get a full ounce, but then what do you do? You know, what do you do with it? I, I have no idea what the value of this would be. This is gonna yeah. sound terrible. I haven't had a good cry in a long time. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'd, I'd put like 
a hundred dollars on some sad tears. I'm, I'm all in on some sad tears. Yeah. Well, Mitch is also a good, a good hard cry. Come on. He's also a witch in his in his side so He's brewing like potions and stuff. And if you could, if you could just lock in, uh, so it does seem like it does seem like the occult would be an interesting market for these. Yeah. Right. Um, I wouldn't go a hundred dollars. I, I, I'll say it's like. Uh, 14 and $14. Okay. So they are going to be harder to get. Certainly harder to coax, get those, you know, that's like, sounds like a punchline to a joke, you know, like, <laughs> how did you get the bees to cry? <laughs> we have our new. I, 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 at my price, like my kids, I, I would, I would make a lot of money on, on kids tears. <laughs> um, yeah, man, five times a day. Can, how many times can you cry in one day? <laughs> Were those legitimately sad tears, though? I mean, I feel like oh, kids' tears would be would 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 fit a lower price, it, honestly. If I'm setting the market because they're so abundant, it's a supply and demand situation. But if you have like a, a true, you know, somebody going through something, an adult, you know, that that that, that may capture some yeah. pain. No, I mean when your brother takes your uh, your Paw Patrol car, that that is those aren't legit tears, but they are for that person. Here, here's a question for you guys then, if like, cause I think older people can get a little weepy too, you know, like, so at what age, at what age would an ounce of tears have the highest value? It's like highest wine, value? TJ. It's like, ah, I've got a 42 year old investment banker. This is one of the hardest. <laughs> it is tough to get tears out of this. I mean, this bottle is, uh, you know, $800 for this bottle. <laughs> all right. All right. And if you have like oaky tears, that's like a, not a good Yeah. Thing, right. You know? <laughs> All right, here's this is a, another tough one maybe for us. One ounce of that foundation makeup. Um, hmm. I, I would say like two two twenty five maybe. Okay, I, I don't know. It seems more expensive than honey to me, but I don't know. Yeah, that sounds good. Maybe like foundation makeup stick. How about a, how about like four silver dollars? Like you know, <laughs> three silver dollars, something like that. Like like that. Big pick. <laughs> Like How about one ounce of uh, Blue Moon, the beer? Blue Moon. Uh, it's tough. I was thinking, thinking about this one. Like, well, honey seems so substantial, but like Blue Moon's pretty damn, pretty damn good. How do you, how do you, you know, how do you apples to apples funny, those it's things? It's funny that like, you say this because I was going to say a dollar. I was okay. Say, I, I, I struggle to. To, to every other one, it's been very clear to me immediately whether I'd rank it higher or lower, mm-hmm. and it's been harder to figure out where. But that one, I was like, I don't know, I'm about to say. Yeah. I, I I feel similarly. Like it's also not my favorite beer. I go a little less. I, I'd go fifty cents for an ounce. Okay, half price. All right. What beer would fetch the largest per ounce for you? Yeah, that's good. How about like a beer brewed by a Belgian monk? Okay, get me like that. You know the the ten percent alcohol variety. You're getting like a lambic. You're getting like per, a, yeah, a per ounce. Yeah. That 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 gets me over a dollar. Trappist sure, Trappist oh, yeah, monks who weren't allowed to speak way. while they were brewing brewing. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your one dollar? What's your one dollar beer, Mitch? So uh, I, you know, I guess maybe I'm too literal here. We're talking one ounce. So one dollar beer. I'm sorry. What's your uh, what's your what's your honey equivalent beer? If Blue Moon's lower, and then a the tra- a Modelo. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. Great. 
All right, here's here's another another one that might be this might be very valuable. I don't know. One ounce of Neosporin. Well, this is, uh, you know, um, again, someone with children. I've sort of let it out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go three dollars on the. That's more for me. Like, just the value of it in terms of just like a. Let me, let me, you know, if you if you threw a bandit in there, I'd throw four dollars. But Neosporin, like, okay. You know, oh, all right, that's <laughs> you know, it, it, it cures so much. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have children and I don't, I'm, I'm pretty adverse. I'm just kind of lazy about having like Medicaid. I, I don't have very, I have a few Advil and not much else sitting around my house. And so I'm going to, for me, it would be lower. And I'll say, uh, I'll say like, uh, maybe a buck 50. Okay. And also I'm going to change blue moon to a little lower. I've thought more about it and I think I'm going to say 67 cents. Okay. Great. And so you keep like, just, it's just like, there's no band-aids or, you know, like you never, you know, <laughs> yeah. All problem. If I cut myself, it's just, yeah. You, you gotta, pure infection. Rush lets I'm all of his cuts get infected. All right. Last couple. Melted butter, one ounce of melted butter. Oh, well, it's delicious, but also you, it's very plentiful. So I would say lower than the dollar, lower than the honey. And even though I like it probably better, uh, and I'll say 46 cents. Oh, okay, less than half. Yeah, butter is tough. This makes me think of one of my favorite movies of all time, like the three amigos. He's like, do you have do you have a beer? And he goes, he goes, well, we have tequila. He goes, is that like beer? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's like beer. <laughs> and then he gets, it talks about fattenings. So I, so fattening. So I'm not, I'm, the butter, I'm off the butter. I'm oh, totally off of it. So no. I'm going to, I'm going to go penny on the butter. All right. Oh. Um, next one. Last two. Windex. What do you think? One ounce of Windex. Can't be that much. Uh, a quarter. Okay. Yeah, I'll do a quarter. Okay. Nice. First, uh, it's the first one we were even, even. Well, we were pretty damn close on well tequila. And the last one, one ounce of Ben and Jerry's of your choice. Uh. Oh, man. I'll, I'll do, uh, I, I, I'd go dollar fifty. I love Love ice cream, love Ben and Jerry's, and chocolate chip cookie dough. Yeah, is is in the fridge all in the freezer. Excuse me, all the time. So I dollar fifty. Wait a minute, Coach. You're not letting yourself have butter, but you uh, you'll keep the you'll keep the. Well, so it's it's for the kids. I okay. don't have it, but it's in there because <laughs> that is like the thing. You got to get them I, off of it too, so you don't have to deal I'm with that temptation. Pride, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'd be a little higher. I'd be in the in the three to five dollar range i think my favorite flavor i don't have a favorite ben and jerry's flavor which is frustrating to me um the one i would probably most often get is there's like a there's one that's got like chocolate and peanut butter but it's also got fudge in there it's like it's called half baked is the normal but it's half baked with peanut butter okay and i don't necessarily need the fudge in there but i like every other aspect of it so that's um and that's my it you know, if I make it like a good month and I'm like, okay, I hit my weight goal or something and I'm going to have like one thing to splurge on, it's going to be a pint of ice cream. That is the, 
I love that stuff, man. Well, there we go. That was high funded. Coach, you got the first one out of the way and you did you did phenomenal. I know I know you were shaking your boots to come into the cage I, 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 here, I'm but nervous. I was a little nervous, but uh, that's a lot of fun. You guys make it easy. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, the NCAA term is nothing compared to this. Uh, and so I will do one uh that relates to sports. I think I only have one that's really kind of dead on on sports here, but um uh here's the situation. You guys have been added to a uh, presidential commission that is looking into the length of various sporting events. Okay. And what made me think about this was uh, Indy 500. And of course, Mitch is a big Indy 500 uh, fan, having uh, gone to high school in Indiana. Uh, tons of ties to Indiana. How many 500s have you been to? Uh, let's see. I think I've missed seven or eight since I started going. So probably 25. Wow. 25. Just uh, like tremendous, tremendous record of going to the 500s. And the 500 to me is, it's kind of interesting, right? We have different sports that end in different ways. They end in timing. They end in, um, in uh, some in with a specific amount of time, some in with a specific amount of events occurring. And then uh, some require uh, a team to reach or, or a participant to reach a certain score. And Rush, so, Rush I'm sorry, to, to clarify for, for my sake, the Indy 500 is 500 laps or 500 miles? 500 miles, 200, uh, 200, and, 200 laps. Excuse okay. Me, two, it's 2.5 mile oval. Okay, great. Thank you. So before before we get into the specific questions, I'll ask just as I as I brought you under this commission, you know, I'm, I'm uh, I've been hired to assist the president to get get this commission going. Um, just it, from a, a starting point, do you have a preference, uh, generally speaking, for for sporting events? Do you, you prefer them to end in a set amount of time, uh, end when when one team or participant gets to a particular score? or end after a set number of events occurs like 500 miles or nine innings. Uh, if out of those three, what's your kind of general preference? Um, I, I, I'm a basketball coach, very partial to an ending score. However, a, a one a for me, definitely like the last 10 laps of the 500 is, uh, it is breathtaking. It is a lot of fun. If, if there's, if they're right on top of each other. So I, I love that. I do not like, you know, a timed, a timed event generally, uh, as right, even, as, even though basketball is, so you would, yeah, no, it. but it's a score, right? It's a score, right? And it, it is basketball. No, no, I, I, so I, I probably didn't explain myself. Well, I mean, like I would consider basketball okay. and hockey, um, to be timed event, right? You get to play for, uh, 40 minutes or in the NBA, 48 minutes um, and whatever score you get to. So it doesn't matter, you know, obviously some games are 60 to 55 and some are 190, but you're just playing for a yeah. certain amount of time. Uh, whereas I, would, I probably just didn't get it. I, I think I, I'm such a big fan of any kind of competition. I, I, you know, the things I don't understand, like curling, like it, it's always been like just so confusing to me, like as a competitive sport. Uh, so like, you know that the, I, I do enjoy you know like screwing around with curling, but I you know okay yeah. So I would say the first two you know the, the time and a, a lap thing that those are both fairly equal for me. I would prefer yeah, baseball is my favorite sport, and I love the fact that there's no clock on there. I I, so I, I feel trapped by the clock sometimes, so I, I enjoy sports that do not have do not have clocks. 
that um but i also enjoy sports where there is not a predetermined like number to get to that that i I don't as much like the first to 10 so i would go sports with no clocks then sports with clocks and no set and no set um number at which it ends other than the time being to time you know expiring and then i would go things that you know it's the first dart thrower to to get from 501 back down to zero or whatever Right, because like tennis is, a, is is an interesting one because, you know, if you play best three out of five sets, that match can be 90 minutes for pros or it can be six hours. And I, I love it, but it, it, it is it, – this is part of the presidential commission. It cramps your style, right, because you're like, hey, I, I'm going to set aside some time for that tennis match. How long? I don't know. All right. <laughs> it, might go, it might go five hours or it might go one. And with so, with the with the ability in tennis to go like – deuce add in back to deuce add out deuce like that it it almost plays as no clock um or you know you know like no it almost plays as not getting to a set number like curling is but because you can kind of take one step back at at numerous times in that so yeah so so what the commission is going to have you do is i'm going to give you some sports and, you know, we'll say how they would normally end. And you're going to give an alternative uh, that you think would be that you, you might you might think they've already got the best uh, answer. But instead, you're going to give an alternative if if it went a different way. So as an example, I might say, OK, a ma- a major league baseball game uh, normally goes for nine innings or mm. possibly into extra innings. Um, instead, we want to change it to where. Uh, the major league baseball game goes to a certain score. What is the number of <laughs> runs that, uh, that the game ends at when one team gets there? I, I want the masters from now on to go until someone is 50 under or 50 over. That's, that's, <laughs> uh, that's the only way you finish it. I like, I want you to play at the U S open until you're a hundred over. Cause no one's getting to a hundred under at the, at the open. Would it be wait? Do, so would would the Masters play until one guy hits fifty over? <laughs> yeah. and then they're like, we're done. Everybody. Yes. So that would be great because you're watching whoever's doing the worst, and you're like, they're really falling apart. I gotta like get more aggressive. What's the, how many? What's the heckler that heckles Happy Gilmore? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 a lot of that going on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so. Um, so what would be it, TJ? If you had to pick, I know you wouldn't like it, but if you had to pick, what? How many runs would would you need to get to uh, to win a baseball? Game? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it a little bit on the higher side, just because you can have a monster inning, and I don't want a game to be over in in you know in the first in the first inning because you can really. So I'm gonna put it at a. I'm gonna put it at. I'm between seven and eight. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eight because you can have a five run inning fairly easily, and uh, and yeah, I think too many games would end in the in the third inning, especially when you're. Your five starters are out there, so I'll say I'll say eight runs uh, ends uh, ends the game. Yep. Mitch, what what would you do? Yeah, you know, I had seven in my head. I actually, I I, this would be an interesting experiment because I do think it would change. You know, you get a a, a three run first inning, and all of a sudden you're playing you're playing for a totally different game, right? Like because the game could easily end for you very quickly. You bring your closer in, like if you if you if the guys have three and. Three runs in and two on. You're going to yeah. your closer in the second inning, right? Like, yeah, you, at the end of the first, you got left. You're getting lefty righty matchups, <laughs> and you're switching it up. And I don't know. That could be kind of fun. 
there would be like the great pitchers that would become hated because you'd be like, Oh, oh we're going to be here. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we got our one, we got our ace and arrested bullpen. Get cozy. This is going to be a seven hour game, dude. Well, listen, I, I love baseball too, but this is something that, you know, baseball needs to think about a lot, <laughs> a lot of these things, you know, for the, the time spent playing the game. Beat it up a little bit. Now, would you, and if you changed that rule, it was seven runs. Do you think you'd have to make an adjustment? Like in the top of the first, you only get two outs to try to to try to balance out the fact that like, going first now has an advantage, uh, whereas it didn't used to have that advantage because you don't get fair ups anymore. Or would you just say, no, no, no. Once somebody hits seven, the other side gets to finish uh, that inning. Yeah. You, once you get to seven, let's say you get to let's say you're batting, you get to seven. You get to pile on until you end that inning. So if yeah. you get seven runs and you only have one out or whatever and two on, you get to finish that frame and then the home team would get to want that that their end of that uh inning to catch or pass you. If Got it. if yep. they and if you won't if we wanted to make it hard hard outs, if they tied you, the visitor wins cuz the home team should have an advantage. So if they tie it but so you have to pass them to get the to get the, I would to let get the home win. team win. I would say if you catch them, that's good enough because you give you you know home field advantage. Let them have that. Yeah, it's a, it's such an interesting thing. Baseball just has there's so much about it that's so sacred and carried on from generation to generation for each of us. But like I, what we, you know, what about like something just crazy like the first inning or two is Eric Gregg, right? The expanded strike zone is just so <laughs> unfair. But then after that, we were right back to the you know the box where you know. So you get this chance to like see the first two innings sort of play out ridiculously, you know, and you have to call the strike out. Like, is, <laughs> you know, really get in there like Greg did. Is it is Angel is Angel still umping in our yeah, in our yeah, fantasy? Yeah, or? <laughs> yeah. Mitch, uh, I believe uh, drafted by the New York Yankees. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. There you go. So uh, big big baseball player back in the day. Um, would you prefer this like uh, move to seven, or would you say it would be better to say, "Nope, we're just going to make a baseball game two and a half hours and impose like clocks on on pitch on pitchers and stuff like that"? I would like the clock on the pitcher anyway. I'm I'm kind of an old I'm kind of old school with baseball. I don't want the runners starting on second in the extra in extra innings and stuff like that. I'm not I'm not I'm not with that. I do like I do like a pitcher has to face three batters. I think that is I don't I don't like. One that super specialist and all the time that takes, and then another warm up pitches once that guy gets out there. Like you just were in the bullpen for fifteen minutes, get to the mound and your first pitch counts. Like or you get one and and then we go. But I, I would like I would like the clock um, on you know in between thirty seconds in between pitches. I would go before I went to a seven runs and done. I would go to a two and a half hour uh, game. And, yeah. and, and then, you know, and have the seven run be a, a secondary Same. possibility. Same yeah. I, I don't, I, you know, and, and this is, this is probably up, but I love like the Hank Aaron stories that were coming out the last week. I just absolutely loved. And he would take his, his hat and he would look through the eyelets of the hat and study the pitcher. Like, so I'm sort of looking at you guys right now and he would watch the movements of the pitcher. So I, I, part of what I love is the, the baseball players that I enjoyed, they're in the Hall of Fame, that, that knew the game, that played the game in a certain way. So I would never want to see that go away. Like, I'd like, I don't think anything less than two hours I'd be uninterested in, yeah. you know, because that, that gives you a chance to go, you know, get a beer or popcorn, whatever. Like, you know, it kind of puts around the ballpark a little bit. I, I always love that. 
And other other sports have that that really clip along pace. I like that yes. baseball has you know more it's of a, a walking little, pace to yeah, it. There's a casualness to it. It's beautiful. It's the summertime. You're outside. It's nice weather. It's it's a summer. Yeah. It's a summer sport. Oh, it it's a radio a radio it's sport. Yeah. You know, it's specifically yeah. designed to pass the time. It's a pastime. <laughs> I, I was in. A, I was in a. I'm sorry, Rush. I. I, I Chicago, my first Wrigley Field game, like as a, I was literally like my first game, I was sitting in front of two Germans and like the, the ball went into the outfield and like that was the end of the inning and they're running off the field. And one German guy says, the other, he's like, what the hell just happened? Like, what's going on? And I, it, it makes sense. But it, it makes a lot of sense to me, but I, I get it. I love it. Uh, here's another one they want to, they want to ask you guys about. Um, they say, okay, college basketball, obviously near and dear to Mitch's heart here. Um, they're saying we're going to change it from the time to a score, so that so it's a race to a particular score. What uh, what would be the best score to pick for uh, college basketball for the uh, the finish line to be at? Yeah, I, I, I'd go like sixty three. You know, like because you've got there there are games where you just don't make shots, and like you're really struggling to score, and you don't want that going on forever. Uh, I think if you picked a game, a score in the fifties, there's also games where you just like, it's a barn burner and you're, you know, it's 38, 35 at half. And all of a sudden you're like, boy, this is going to be, this is going to be crazy. And <laughs> so yeah. I, I go, I go low sixties. And that's interesting. Cause you're, you're more guarding against like the good game is still going to be enjoyable, even though they're going to get there fast. Like the game where, where both offenses are clicking, yeah. but the, what you're really protecting against is like these poor, these poor guys that are having the off day. Right. And you're just like, Oh my God, it, we've been, <laughs> they've now played 71 minutes of time yeah. basketball and it's still 52 to four. Every, it's just like the, the, the grandma on the stands is like, you know, this put me out of our misery. You know? <laughs> I, as I, I my, in my head, I was up around 75, but if I was picturing the teams that Mitch played on, it would have been three hour. Those would have been three hour games. <laughs> That, that would have been. <laughs> right. I wonder how it would change the strategy, right? Like you know, you got to get to sixty-two and a it, half. Like it certainly you know. would change recruiting, right? I mean, you you are you just getting jackrabbits at that point? If if you are like, or are you, or, or does it does it not change anything? Do you? Do I'm you, not sure. I I think so. So often now I'm putting on too much of a coaching hat, but you know the the. Um, you know, the ability to get stops is so underrated at the college level. So to defending, so, you know, scoring, most kids can score, but guarding is a whole nother thing. But, um, you know, when you can't score, and, you know, that's going to happen. You play 29, 30 games. There's going to be games where you don't put the, put it in the basket. If you can't get stops, that game's going to be, you're going to have 35 points and they'll be at 62 and a half or whatever. Three, whatever. Coach, why is it, why is it that, Everyone, and forgive me if this is an ignorant question. I was i i played high school I played high school basketball very poorly. I was the worst, with without a doubt, and by a long a long margin, the worst player on the team. But I could d up because d seemed like like effort. It, why why is it that everyone can score, but not everyone would be able to guard when guarding seems like the, I, obviously there's athleticism to it, but it seems like there's just a lot of want to with 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 that yeah, part of the game. Good good question. I think. Uh... There's like I always I always tell the guys like you know I know you really want to guard and you're trying but like there's just the guy you're playing against is 22 you know like there's a you know gotcha. a, an age and strength difference um, it's it 
People say offenses take a long time. Defenses take twice as long to get going. Gotcha. It's just the togetherness, like not that high school is any different, but they know there's only a small amount of kids that end up making it to college. Yeah. 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 Um, All right. So then he's like, this one's just a tough one. And he says the golf, the golf is, is tough because, you know, the final round of a golf event might take six hours for PGA, uh, player and we want to get it to where people can can watch and enjoy the entire final round without giving up their entire day for it how can we fix that what's a way that we can uh, uh either put it on a clock or on a specific score or something like that that uh that will sp- will speed this up how much how much are they gonna let us fudge with this as, as much as you want this is the, the presidential commission i'm gonna take it down i'm gonna i'm gonna take the guys who make the cut in in like i'm gonna cut that in like at least half, if not seventy percent of the guys who make the cut don't make the cut. It's gonna be it's gonna be a point to where like there's twenty four twenty four people who make the cut for for maybe maybe there's another cut after Saturday and there's only twenty four people who make the cut on Sunday and you can basically just keep your round going as opposed to like waiting in the fairway for people to finish on uh finish on the on the green that you can just kind of tea times can be 20 minutes apart instead of 10 yeah and then you just go and basically like play 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 you know you can hopefully play with very few very few breaks so it might the the broadcast time might be as long but the actual amount of time you're playing around would be would be way less would be half as much or a third as much i don't think it would be that i think it would go from five and a half to like 445 because um, the, these guys are these guys are pretty slow I mean that's part of the problem is they are really taking their time uh, regardless of, of having to wait on on other folks you know um, and you know I, I, it would help uh, it would for sure help it would cut it substantially but not but not by half okay. um, and so if you were looking for other measures to try to get it down because that's a good one to start with for sure so now we've got it cut, you know, significantly down. Would you ever consider less holes or is it just like, is it, hey, golf is 18 holes and that's the way it should be or should tournament golf be four rounds of 10 holes or something like that? I would have a hard time making less holes. What do you think, coach? I don't know. I, I, so this is not my, I'm, I'm probably of the, uh, I'm the worst on this. I don't know what, what, I mean, okay. So both of you, Feel free to jump pile on me, but what about making the holes a little bigger? It might. Yeah, I mean, we, it I, like, that's the reason my son doesn't want to play. You know, it's just like too hard to make it. You know? <laughs> there would be more. There would be more one putts. You you take I, the number of putts down. Hates me right now. I'm not like so. Yeah, I, I I would go with what TJ said too. Like you know, uh, try to get it to four forty five. And maybe you can have a clock up. too. Like you get real wagglers. Like Sergio, Sergio's just got to hit the. You got to get up and hit the ball. Like yeah. from the moment of initial address, you got twenty seconds to I, to hit I it. I would like in in both golf and tennis, they have rules. They just don't enforce them. Okay. So I would like to see. I think if you did that, right? If you said, okay, we're gonna have less groups on the course, and you know, you, you once you address the ball, you have uh, yeah. ten seconds to hit it, and you only get two warnings during the day. So you get two extra like looks or whatever. And then once you get to the green, you only have so much time. Cause again, they look at it from like six angles, you know, the putts. And I just think there's diminishing returns on that. Yeah. yeah and I, I wouldn't mind, like, I do love when 
the chair umpire warns Nadal for picking his underwear out of his ass, like yeah. because he's you know he's he's beyond the thirty second time. Right. Like why not have a chair umpire for each hole? It's like thirty seconds, and then I love it when the golfer then would get off the ball and be like, and they'd look at each other and just there'd be like a you know a a, a stare, just a good <laughs> stare. But they they do they have like marshals that are on the course timing these people, and then they'll put you on the clock if you're. But they never. Once you get a hole behind, they will they will they will do that. But it's very very rare, and and people are violating it. It's it's kind of like the Nadal thing's a bit of a joke, right? Like yeah, he they put the clock on and he's over the twenty seconds like ninety percent of his points. Yeah, but they they're like, uh, well, you yeah, know, what are we gonna do? Uh, all right, and then the last thing they want to ask you is they just say, um, can you give me the one sport that you think is most perfectly timed, like that you think has the best rule for when that sport ends. And can you give me the one that you think is the absolute worst? So a thing that you're just like, that is, that is perfect. That's the perfect amount of time. I will tell you for mine, uh, it's a surprise to me, but I have come to think that the way that they do soccer in Europe is just outstanding because you have a, you have a 45 minute half with no commercials then you have like a long commercial in the middle where you can truly take a break. And then you got a 45 minute half at the, at the end. And then you get this extra time, which I know people don't like the extra time because you don't know if it's going to be two minutes or six minutes. And sometimes there's controversy, but you know, you know pretty much exactly how long it's going to be. And unlike, you know, American football, which I prefer as a sport, but I, I don't have to go through this like endless timeouts and so forth and so on. So that would be the one that I think, boy, I really like how they do that. Uh, I'll, I'll buy you some time here, coach, at the, and maybe, maybe, maybe offer an answer. I do not want to stand by by the time I hear this, but, um, I don't know if it's just Sunday or what, but pro football feels like that's timed out just about right. Feels like plays come in right around how I would, how, how I would, I would want them. It feels like the length of the game overall is just about, just about fine. Just about fine with me. Here's, here's what I would, here's the, the one I would change tour de France. If you don't want to stop riding for that day, you keep going. You can ride. You can ride as far as you want to and just camp by the side of the road. But like this guy, you're cooking. They're not, why, why are you going to make them stop then and then like carry that time to the next day? You're like, and it takes like a month. Like if someone wants to get this done in seven days, like it's a big downhill day. Just go, 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 go. As long as you, as long as you want to. That's what, that's what it, I would do. It would be kind of fun. I certainly disagree with that, but it would be kind of fun to have a true race of the Tour de France where it's like, look, you just got to bike it. Then yep. you get in your van and they take you to the, the next spot. Here's the course. Here's the starting stages. line. Here's the finish line. You make it to the finish line first, you win. And uh, you go as long as you go as long as you want to. Good luck. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so there'd be some deaths. Oh, there'd yeah. Deaths. Well, I don't I'm surprised there isn't already like people jump out and like run across the course and like go out and pat your back. Like, hey, if there's yeah. not people dying already, then like how, how much how much worse will it be? Well, I'm, I'm going to go. Um, this is a really this is a really good question the, you know, but listen, I, I, you know, I you guys sort of ratted me out a little bit. I, I'm going to go Indy 500 for the best sort of. I mean, this is a racing event. It, it's, it's um, you know, for those that don't know, so there's road courses and there's ovals. This is a speedway, right? It's called the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's in Speedway, Indiana. It is brilliant. And if you haven't ever gone, you know, obviously we haven't been able to go recently, but it's totally worth it. It's, it's um, 
you know, it used to be painfully long when I was growing up. It was five hours, sometimes longer. But it's, you know, it's in the 245 to 315 time frame now. Um, you know, when you're at the race, there's less yellow flags. So the race, the action is sort of there, right? It's it's action-packed. And then, you know, you get this, the cars are now more of a NASCAR model. So they're bunched up at the end. There's 10 cars on the lead lap, multiple lead changes in the last one lap. So I do love that format. Um, Formula One, I'm not, you know, just to talk about things like, uh, that's not what I would be talking about. So this is more like oval racing. My, my least favorite sporting thing is just in general, like the rules of it is sort of like all of the winter Olympics, except for hockey. <laughs> I, I, I like it all, it all, all of it is like, it's so off, off, you know, like the, all, the things that's putting the biathlon, like, you know, who's there's like seven people that are really in shape for the biathlon <laughs> in the world. It's so also like, a great point for like, really like the rouge. We, our, don't know, we don't know anything about any of these sports, but hockey is, I would put that in the best way. Olympic hockey to me is I watch that more than NHL. Like I think it's brilliant. You really write too, coach about the ones where like artistic impression, artistic merit as a, and then yeah. like, and then different scores for technical merit and that, that I, the, I, the, the I subjectivity. Tom Saturday Live version of the Winter Olympics figure skating with the heavy breathing. Uh, yeah, I'm not into the yeah, Winter Olympics. I'm out. Yeah. All right. Well, that was that one. Pretty great answer. All right. Um, here's one. So here's mine based on Indy. And forgive me, Coach, if this gets if this gets personal, but I'm, I'm and I'm still not quite sure how I want to ask this, but I'm going to try. So Indy made. Uh, here's the situation. Indy made me think of independent film and how sometimes like expectation is different for an indie film than like a blockbuster from from a, a studio. So there's different expectation put on it. I did some research on you, coach. You were a 12 time letterman at Culver Military Academy. You were drafted by the Yankees, but not until the 29th round, if I if I'm if I'm correct on that. You've coached as an assistant in the Big Ten and as a head coach in the Ivy League. You played on some of the best teams in Princeton's history. You finished a season ranked in the top 10 nationally. You played professional basketball in Sligo, Ireland. Is that if, if, uh, if I have my information yeah. correct? And uh, so it seems like all along there were these chances to feel like enormous expectation and maybe some ways to minimize expectation that the expectation of a team out of the Ivy isn't the same as a team as like if you were uh, Duke or, or UNC that you played professional ball. But it was in not not a pro ball like hotbed. It was in you know in in Sligo, Ireland. Um, you were you were drafted by the Yanks, which is a massive thing in Major League Baseball. But in a much in a much later round. So I guess the, the question is sort of what role did expectation play for you personally? Was it uh, a large amount of expectation? Do you felt did you find ways to minimize expectation? And how, if at all, does it play out? as uh as coach uh how do you what do you how do you handle package size properly sized expectation on a team or an individual or or what have you i I realize that's a lot so you can take it from any angle that you want to or dismiss any part of it that you don't want to talk about this is amazing first of all that's a one of one question never had that one i love it um and i you know it's it's so interesting so because i'm I'm 45 years old and i'm i see the world now through uh the eyes of a coach so that's kind of how i look at things so um i look at uh you know i think one of the things about one of the great things about being a coach 
uh, and be coaching now for 21 years is you really do uh, try to walk in someone else's shoes all the time. So I also have my own children. So I think being a good coach makes me a better parent, parent coach. So to answer your question, I would say that like all of the things you just asked me were, were screwing with me nonstop for a long time, but they're so much less relevant now because the things that my players are and my current team are dealing with now are so important to them and thus to me. So um, me being drafted by the Yankees, like I, I generally, when I get introduced, if I'm going to speak, it's like Mitch Anderson, you know, 12 sport, you know, Princeton head coach drafted by the Yankees. And uh, you know, if, if people like that, but like you pointed out that 29 is a late round, you know, okay, good. like I, yeah, like I, uh, I wasn't going to play. I played center field. That was Bernie Williams's position. Uh, but I, I think also like, um, I, I've benefited from truth tellers in my life. So my college basketball coach was at Princeton was a guy named Pete Carrill. And when I got drafted by the Yankees, he called me and was like, uh, congratulations on getting drafted by the Yankees. He's like, but you're going to play basketball. <laughs> you know, like, and, you know, it was like, uh, and then the Yankees scout called me and said, uh, well, uh, we just drafted you. What are your plans? And I said, well, I got accepted to Princeton. And he goes, go to Princeton. Click. <laughs> of what you need is a, a ton of luck, especially when you're, you know, I, I got to, I went to Princeton, like, you know, like I played basketball, like I'm, I was so lucky, so lucky, like so many things went my way to get to these places. So, you know, I, I look back at all of that now, it's very differently, TJ, very differently. Like, I think, I just think like there's a lot of luck involved and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I love to, to play, but that's a long answer, but that, that would be how no, you can go as long as you want to. You're the, you're a guest. You're a guest for God's well, sakes, Mitch. Right, well, it's so was, it, um, was it tougher? Like, was your seat so your senior season? So a lot of people, uh, well, yeah, a fair amount of people will remember most famously your sophomore season where you you beat UCLA in the first round, and that uh, you, they were the defending national champion, and it's a very famous game. And you know, uh, I was telling TJ that's one of my five best memories from college was that 20, night. 25th anniversary of that game coming up. Okay. No. So just awesome. But, but your senior season was the truly great team, you know, and most people wouldn't kind of know that, but your senior season was a team where you guys were ranked, I believe as high as seventh in the country. Uh, definitely top 10 were seventh in the RPI right before the NCAA tournament. Nonetheless got a five seed, which I was frustrated by, but in any case um, that season, you'll have to remind me, but your record was something like, 28 27 and one 27 and one and then you lost and then you lost to um yeah michigan, michigan state. state to go to that and that was your second loss only other loss was unc that year yeah was that season because and i just i'm piggybacking on tj's point where the expectation issue like that season there was like an expectation that you guys were going to not just win but dominate every game and in the Ivy League, right? And I mean, you played UNC like close, right? And then yeah. you you played a, a Michigan State team that ultimately would win a national championship two years later uh, in a in a very close game that you easily could have won in the NCAA. Was that season when you look back at it? Was that more fun or less fun than the earlier years where there weren't as many expectations, but the team also wasn't quite as good? So w which was 
which would you would you say you enjoyed more as you went along and then looking back on it which one do you have fonder memories of the the earlier years or that or that final season uh, yeah, another, so, another, good. so um two parts so the first let me let me talk about the senior year so college is like when you're playing basketball and, and again i have my lens on this is through the eyes of a coach so my mother freshmen come in and you talk to them up front like what are you going to do with yourself on campus how are you going to behave? And you're establishing, you know, this is a kid that's coming from Ohio or Chicago or LA. They're coming to you. Right. And they've chosen Princeton for Princeton and for basketball, but they've chosen, you know, and it's in essence me. Right. And every team is a reflection of its head coach. So I chose Princeton, but what I didn't realize is I was walking into a hall of fame coach coaches like den Right. So like I, I got into there as a freshman, but Kirill retired after we beat UCLA. So Carmody takes over. And I literally remember the very first practice my junior year. Now, again, like two years later, we're seventh in the country. So he said, and this was maybe his most brilliant move um, after following Kirill. He's like, just throw the ball away because Kirill hated turnovers and he was very restrictive on or, or, it, it bothered him. That's why he pulled his hair out. Like he just couldn't stand it. And it gave us this confidence and it gave us this ability to maybe be, you know, top 30 good to being top five, 10 good. And it, it, it did. It totally. And, and I was, that was my game. I was a passer on a team full of shooters and good players. So I, I took my role and I, I never thought about shooting. I just, that was what I was going to do for this team. So I enjoyed my senior year so much. It was so fun. And, and the media attention, which, you know, every, any kid likes the media, but like, you know, we, we were on the initial cover of ESPN, the magazine right down the road from where I live now, like <laughs> time magazine was following us around like CBS news with Connie Chang Ch- or Chung, excuse me. Uh, unbelievable. Like it was an incredible experience. Uh, and I, so I, I like and expectations were, we thought we would go to the final four. So I would say the disappointment was so brutal at the end of that year and the expectations of my sophomore year, when we beat UCLA, we, we got rolled by Penn twice during the season. So we were 12 and two. They happened to lose drop two random games. We just didn't think we were good enough to beat Penn. So I think often I, and I've had teams like this too, where they're not sure they're good. You know, they're not sure they're good enough and you kind of need, basketball is a funny game. Like it, it, it bounces certain different ways, like a, a made shot here, or a, a foul there. And, you know, we had Sidney Johnson played so well in that playoff game, giving us a chance to go. We go to the, we, we win that game against Penn in the playoff at Lehigh and Kuro writes up on the board. I'm, I'm retiring. Retires, <laughs> like, on the spot. So we're preparing for UCLA with like house money. Like we were just like, we, we, like we never thought we would have gotten there. Preparing for that game, so there were no expectations. We were not expected to win. I remember right. walking in to the thirty thousand seat Hoosier Dome, and they made a mistake. They brought us into the game next to UCLA, so we're walking in, and it's like we're like six two, six three, six four, six five, six seven, and they're like eight, six eight, six nine, six ten, eleven. You know, and was, we're like, oh, we have no shot. So, um, you know, like, I, and that was the last game of the NCAA tournament that night. It was a ten thirty start. Like yeah. it's a really late game. So you also have the benefit 
as young kids doing something for the first time of watching all of the games that day. You know, you're sitting there, you're not that smart. Like you're just a kid. We're all 19, but you're watching all the upsets unfold throughout the day. I think that helps. So, um, you know, and our coach was 65 and he was retiring and he was, you know, we knew he was a legend. So, um, I don't know. Again, long, long answer, but that would be how I would. Good question. That was perfect. All right. Uh, We're going to change gears massively here. Uh, So uh, here's the situation. Now, you guys are both happily uh, married men, but uh, the the word hive in the thing sounded to me like a bad, like dating app, which fortunately for both of you, you never had to spend any time on the dating app. But we're going to say that you guys are involved in the creation of a dating app called hive and the way that hive works is it's off this hive mind theory that says we're just going to ask a bunch of questions some simple yes or no questions or or pick this or that question and you're going to get uh you're going to get matched with the people that that answered exactly the same way you did on just five questions okay and our proprietary questions make you and our system has proven that you have like a 50% chance better, you know, for your date to go well is, is what we're going to say about our high app. But you guys have got to come up with the five key questions. So I'll give you two examples that you're not allowed to use. One, one example could be, would you consider yourself more conservative or more liberal? Not allowed mm-hmm. to use that one. Another one would be, um, do you believe in God? Yes or no? So a question like that. So we just want five questions that you think by the time you're done with those five, we've maximized the, the compatibility uh, between between two people. And that's what, that's the algorithm we're going to use. And while we're doing that, I also want TJ as a side project to think of five photos, like five kind of typical style style of photos that for you would be the biggest deal breakers if you ran into them one time. <laughs> so like for me, for me, there's this weird thing where I think it's, co- I think it's code to say like I'm a Republican, but when you're on the dating apps is you'll go by and, and there's like, there's a fair amount, like a surprising number of women showing themselves shooting guns. Oh, and yeah. It's like, we're out. <laughs> so I want to do those from you as well. But let's talk about, I want you guys to work out together to where you need to agree to what the five questions are going to be uh, that are going to narrow people down. TJ, what do you think about a food question? I like, like it. Um, yeah. You're a foodie, a bit of a foodie. Yeah. Um, like mustard or ketchup is a basic one. Uh huh. Or yeah. Or like um, um. You you know like you t- you um. Maybe it's something like a fill in the blank where like the oil is getting up to temperature. You've you've salt and peppered. How long are you gonna leave? How long are you gonna leave the the steak on that side? You know, like <laughs> or yeah. something. Um, it's gotta be just to be. It's gotta. Oh be right. Yes or no. It's a it's a multi, It's a two choice answer. And you're hoping to get around 50-50 splits. Here's, here's so I, you know, I, I was gonna say like, uh, you know, these are these are now I'm now getting into like uh, my the psychology of my marriage, but like you know, <laughs> who's doing the dishes? Uh, you know, like I don't know. Uh, I'd like one with the, like, I'd like one with a three second audio clip that's just a fart noise, and the question is, is this funny? <laughs> And anyone who's, you know, like too, you know, like, hey, I, I, I have a sense of humor. I just don't find that funny. Then you go into one basket, but like, yeah, fart's funny. Fart, that's a good fart. Fart's funny. It's got to be number one. Yeah. Come on. All right. We got the fart noise. We've got one question. I, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm, my, my family, like a fart goes off and like, they're, you know, 
And, <laughs> and even if it's not me, it's dad, dad. Come on. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, that's a good one. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you can't do politics rush, but you you could. You, you know. can't you can't do one. You just can't do one that, that's. It's equivalent yeah. to are you a Republican or Democrat? Yeah. You could say like, do you vote? That's a way, yeah. I guess, to to like yeah. try and you find can, some civic responsibility without. Yeah, you could say Florida White House or Washington <laughs> White House. You can't do a coded. Do you guns at the range? Yeah. Um. Uh, you can do do you vote? I mean, and that's a pretty good one because it would, yeah. if people are honest, you would get about a, a you know sixty forty type split, which is what you're looking for. You're you're hoping to get people broken down into you know yeah. whatever because it would be fifty percent on the first question, then twenty five after the second, then twelve and a half after the and, third, and, and even if six, it's and then just three percent, even if it's fifty fifties, like I want them to like sort the right kind of people into the right kind, yes. you know, like. Oh, yeah. Agreed. How about how about some, some the questions have to be both close ish to fifty fifty, but also really tell you about a person. So like, yeah, yeah I don't know. how do about something like how often how often do you talk to your how often do you talk to your mom more than once a week or less than once a week? Because yeah. I you know it's like the people who but like then, what, I, what about people that don't have a mom? That's yeah, or, or moms that are like you know I mean they they want they want to talk to them, but mom's a bit of a problem these these days. You know, <laughs> I mean I don't know. What about how do we do religion? How do we do like, you know, gambling or church? Like, well, how do we do something that's like, you know? Yeah. Well, how about that? Like, where, how would like, where would you rather spend the next two hours? Church or like anywhere else? Anywhere else. Yeah. No, you can't can't circumvent the religion. Uh, I do do like something that's like, where would you rather spend the next two hours? A casino or what? What's the, what? Fill in the blank. Is there a fill in the blank? But you got to pick one. So what would it be? Like casino or uh, live uh, yeah. <laughs> library, <laughs> <laughs> coffee shop, know. casino or coffee shop? Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm not sure I get an honest answer on a dating app with that one. That's true. Mount. Um, I mean, the one, it's like mountains or beach could be one. Yeah. But both are cool. I want someone who's like, no, I don't like, I don't want to go out there, you know, like, or, or, or like a nail salon. That's what I want. I want to rule out like the mountains or the like, no, man, I just need a spa day. You know, like those are the, those, that's the line I would want to draw. All right. Well then mountains versus spa day. Okay. One of you guys. Um, I, 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 how about this one? So like, Movies, so like Free Solo is this great documentary. About, I don't know if you guys seen it, but but like the girl, every, you know, we all want to date the, you know, everybody wants to date the girl in that the documentary that's sort of sticking by the guy that might die, you know, and like you know, I don't know, but like what, what's an equivalent movie that sort of puts you on the other side of Free Solo, like, uh, you know, like Weekend you know, at Bernie's, Harry Maguire, Weekend at Bernie's. Okay, there you go. Yeah. But like yeah. I, I want to find a line, Coach, on something that's like really specific of like Cheetos or Pringles. Like that, that there's a weird, like a weird yeah. little line that starts to that starts to break people. Is there? How about just free solo or solo? Or solo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, guys can do that. 
Or you can get like free solo or free willy, but you know, or, or like, yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, again, the proprietary algorithm, you worked through that. You, you looked at, you, you had free solo against free willy, but you found it was breaking too heavily towards, you know, uh, one way or the other. Yeah. Um, uh, CNN or, you know, yeah, no, I don't know. I think you could do one that's like uh, cable or live TV or Netflix would be maybe interesting. Might tell you something about a person. I don't know. Maybe, but, but they're both, you know, depending on the mood, we all might be, you know, cable or or Netflix, cable during the day, Netflix at night, you know, freak, freak in the sheets and a, you know, lady in the streets, you know? (laughs) I mean, I guess, like, what if, what about you guys? You guys are both in Chicago. I love, like, the way Chicago lays itself out. You know, you could do, you know, you have Cubs, White Sox. That's an easy one. How about blue line, red line, you know? How about ever, ever loved a dog? Yeah. Yeah. What what, what do you think the breakdown is going to be on that? Where where this percentage is? 80 20, probably. Yeah. It's, it's a good way to weed the sociopaths into that group. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not coming quick on this one, but I, um, I do love Hive. I can see this one. I, well, yeah, look, it's, you know, if, if you could just get the five questions immediately, everybody could steal our uh, yeah. proprietary yeah. algorithm. Um, uh, yeah. You know, sparkling water. Uh, what do you prefer, sparkling water or um, and what what's you know a very uh, very opposite thing to that on the you know sparkling water or a a twenty four ounce steak? I think you're gonna have like that's gonna separate people a little bit. Maybe if there was like a modern um, text abbreviation like uh, BRB or I don't know what that means. You know, if there was something like that yeah. that that drew a line between like this person's you know now and 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 or not not into that you could, like you could do the same sentence oh one with exclamation point and an emoji at the end and then the other one's just got periods it, none of it and say you, which of these looks like something you'd type you know what um i think one of them would one of them would be like um social media want to be on all of them or none of them just give them like where you that's, that's gotta be in there yeah that yeah. and you can only choose all of them or none. You know, like it's yeah. not like over two or under two. It's every single one or none. Good one, good one. I, I, I literally today I saw I read this article where Steph Curry goes in at halftime, oh, reads and reads his mentions, and I literally was like, "Wait, what?" You know, and I was like, "I wouldn't think." being anything to do with Twitter or Facebook could be called healthy in any way. And, and here's this guy that it, it motivates him to drop 30. You know, he's really, I mean, how does he do that? Isn't that wild that the, that the motivation would come from like just some like internet troll and not oh. like, not you or the coach yeah. or like, <laughs> you know, like, the guy that stole the ball from right. Or putting up a W like, or anything like single. I would have said like, you know, waiting in lines would have been, you know, that's still annoying, but like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that doesn't even mean single, but like the, what, what's uh, uh, complaining and waiting in lines? Like, how do you, uh, you know, how do you parse that out? There, there was something when I like, and when I was single, I was also broke. And so there was something, maybe there's something that can be like, 
six pack and a and a walk by the you know and a walk by the water or champagne yeah. at the nice at the nicest restaurant like i mean i know what i would want from that i also think that you might be able to draw a line there between like hey these are my kind of people or this is yeah, this yeah. is an expectation i don't really right. i don't really you want you can add in like six pack by the water and free solo and it's a each one of them has solo versus free solo. <laughs> have you ever loved the dog and you and, and you prefer the movie solo? You've never loved the dog and then you have to watch free solo. I wouldn't mind a, qu- a, a question in there where they could write in, you know, like yeah, no, but this is yeah, but we can't, we don't allow, we don't allow the time. We just yes or no. But I think you got plenty here. So now I want to hear what are the pictures that just would be absolute immediate deal breaker for you? Uh, um, uh, overly seductive hotel selfie. Pose with an animal that she just killed. Handfuls of cash or like money, money, money's what I want kind of picture. You know, like <laughs> something where it's, uh, she's applying self-tanner or it's clear that just some self-tanning has just happened. And then one was she, she, she's just surrounded by dudes, wants to show like yeah. how how wanted she is. So it's her and like four guys who are not like clearly not family. Those are the five. I cannot disagree with any of those. <laughs> like, pretty much like, all spot on. I would only have like the cowboy hat with sunglasses. And that's going to have duck face. That's going to have. I'm like. Uh, uh, what was the one like? Oh yeah, the, yeah I, guess, I guess multiple guys. <laughs> multiple guys. I, I think. Uh, by the way, there must be a line like twenty women deep at Machu Picchu of women just <laughs> waiting to take their their dating photo app. I, I, I guess it's because like there's not that many times you take a photo of yourself that's not obviously a selfie, and like the selfie is probably a little bit of a stigma, right? To have that, but so I mean, I, there must be like. 15% of women on these dating apps have a picture of them like at the top of my feature. Like, I don't get We're it. not liking that one? I mean, I don't mind it. I, I, it's yeah. cool. I would like to go there. I'm just amazed at <laughs> how frequently it pops up. I mean, like, it, again, there must be a cottage industry uh, to do that. All right. Well, that's it for Hive. All right. This one, I, I was rereading. I reread my situations before I, go, I do them, you know, at doing for the for the recording and so I, i'm adjusting this one to actually this was going to be a little bit of a competition i didn't think it was going to be but now now it is so um here's what i did here's the situation i went to a website called sporkle which if, if you've never been to sporkle it's just a collection of trivia quizzes and you can find a quiz about anything anything that you want to it's it's like uh whatever it's group what what's that called what's wikipedia it's the group uh or user User, user friendly or uh, yeah user contribution or something yeah, like yeah. people can people it's a collection house for all these quizzes that people have put up there there's like name all the streets in chicago that at any point drive at a diagonal so um but one is just they offered a category and then people they the answers were the three most common answers put so there's there's no right or wrong answers they were just the most popular ones and this is hive got me Hive got me to here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys a category and I want you to name me what you think are the one, two, and three most popular answers 
that came up under this under this category. So are we on the same team? Or are we on you are team? on different teams, and I'm okay. only going to award you a point if you are right about where it is too. So if you have right. the right the right most popular answer, you get a point. If you have the right most third popular answer, you'll get you'll get that. But if you're right. If you're set, what you think is the second most popular is actually the third most popular, even though it's on the list, I won't, I won't give it to you. So, um, so this isn't one, but for example, most popular European, European countries, you know, if you said France, UK, Spain or whatever, then, then that's, then it's just what people answered most popularly. Cool. So I'll give you a chance to like, say you guys have yours and then you tell me what, what they are. Um, once you guys are both determined first one animal so i'm looking for the top three most popular answers it's a little family feudy but but uh maybe a little maybe a little better than that it, do you guys have your one two and three most popular hive hive minded animals i'm locked in all right rush give it to me dog cat horse one two three all right coach uh dog cat elephant interesting why, why that came in no points no points for either of you, for whatever reason, they went cat first, cat, dog, and then it was fish. So I think it was all domestic. They thought pets cool. first, fish. I guess. Yes. All right, here we go. Next one, river. And once once you're both locked in, Mitch, you'll you'll go first this time. Yeah. Uh, I need a, a minute. Um, the, the, r- just river. Just river. Yep. All right, I'm going. Rush, I'm going are you Mississippi. good? Oh, go ahead. You locked in, Rush? I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mitch. Right. I'm going Mississippi, Colorado, Rio Grande. Okay, Rush. I went Mississippi, Amazon, Colorado. All right. No points. There, there was, there was some, there was some correct, correct uh, answers, but not in the right spot. They had it as Nile. Mississippi, Amazon for one, two, uh, one, two, and three. Nile, damn it, damn it. All right, tree types of trees. You let me know when you're locked. Uh, man. All right, I'm, I'm locked in, but I'm getting no points. I can tell you that. All right, coach, are you locked in? Yeah. All right, go ahead, Rush. Oak, pine, Christmas. Okay, Mitch. Uh. Elm, Oak, Walnut. Rush got the first point here. The number one answer was Oak. Oak, Birch was second. Birch was second. And Maple was third. Oak, Birch, and Maple. All right. This one, this one's one of my favorite ones because it's, it's like, it, it could go, it could go anywhere. Elements of the periodic table. One, two, and three most hive minded popular answers for. Elements on the periodic table. I liked all the different places you could you could go with this one. You let me know when you guys are locked in. Uh, Oof, very difficult, very difficult. Uh, so many ways you can go. All right, uh, I'm locked. Okay, Mitch, whenever you're uh, ready. Uh, hold on. Uh, I'm I'm locked. Okay, you tell me. Go ahead, Mitch. Okay, I'm going. Uh, Hydrogen, sodium, magnesium. Okay, Rush. Ah, I, I thought hard about hydrogen at one. I went oxygen, hydrogen, and then I don't feel good about this last one, but gold. 
Rush, that is exactly how it came in. Oxygen, <laughs> hydrogen, gold. That is exactly how it came in. Good Lord. I, and I love because like people went with like the one they're most familiar with, then the first one on the board, then the I, one they like the most. I, it was. I, I know that like many people listening to this know Rush personally, and they're like, <laughs> no way. Like they would have put like a hundred to one odds of getting any of these, getting him on any of these. <laughs> All three. That is that is really that wild. Is that is right. really wild. Because they all they all come from three different they, they they got there three different ways as to how they how they well, ended up at I those. Mean, you of know? course, oxygen is your number one element, but I was sort of going with the like you know sodium. I mean, come on. Yeah, and hydrogen's one on the board, so you think a lot of mines would go right to there because yeah, it's you know that's where it was for me. I was yeah. so bad at chemistry in yeah. high school. Man. All right, Beatles songs. Oh. One, two, and three Beatles uh, songs. My kryptonite. Although I can't really say that since I got no points on animals or rivers. <laughs> so I have a lot of kryptonite. Oh boy, Beatles songs. Um, uh, is it me, TJ? If, uh, let me. Uh, are you locked in, Rush? I am not. I think, I, I think it's Rush. I think, I think it's Rush as well. Uh, this is going to be. This is going to be embarrassing. These guesses. That's okay. Uh, and. Uh, all right, I'm I'm locked. Uh, I'm gonna say, Mitch, hey, are you are, Mitch? Are you locked? Oh. Yes. Okay, go ahead, Rush. I said, "Hey Jude." All right. Help. Yep. And yesterday. Okay, Mitch. Uh, I'm gonna go. I, I, I read sometime. Happy birthday, or the, the the Hey, it's your birthday. Happy birthday is yep. number one. Let it be, and then Hey Jude. All right, Mitch is on the board. All Rush, right. you had two of the answers right, just not in the right spot. Number one was yesterday. Number two, which wasn't said, was Yellow Submarine. And then third was Hey Jude in the in the three slot. So Mitch is on the board. It's four to one, nice. as if anyone cares. Um, we have five more categories left. Uh, the next right. one is Wars. <laughs> and uh, Mitch is first here? Mitch will be first, yep. But you let me know when you're locked in, Rush. I'm locked. All right. Mitch, whenever you're ready, whenever yeah, you want. I'm going to go World War II, Civil War, and then why not 1812? Okay. Rush? I went World War II, World War I, Civil War. No no points here. I would have also started with World War II. They started with World War I, then went to World War II, and then went with Vietnam. That's how yeah. it, that's how it came up there. World War I, One, I mean, Two, un- Vietnam. Unbelievable! I mean, unbelievable that the Civil War is behind Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> like yep. of, of everything you said, it all makes sense. Even even like you want to talk about cats living with dogs. Yeah, know? or sometimes you say cats and dogs. You know, so it's like okay, that but I don't the, know the how the World idea War. That people would be like, uh, biggest war, the first war I think of is Vietnam over the Civil War is shocking to me. Oh, that they think of World War One first is oh, really okay. is really weird to me. Yes. Yeah. All right. Here's um. There are uh, two answers tied for third. I'll let you know that going into this for board game. Oh God, Rush. Board game. Board game, and Rush will go first. So you let us know when you're locked in, Mitch. Uh, so we gotta get two for the last one, right? Nope. Um, either one. You just get one, but right. two answers could be correct. Uh, I'm ready. Okay, I'm locked in. Hit it, Rush. I go first. Yep. 
Uh, Monopoly, Candyland, Chess. All right, Mitch? Uh, Monopoly, Sorry, Chess. You guys both got two points. Uh, Monopoly is indeed first. Risk was second. Uh, And the third one was either Chess or Scrabble. Oh, uh, that's funny because I, well, I, I, I darn near, I was in between chess and scrabble. I was supposed <laughs> to put shoots and ladders on number three. I'm so glad I did not. Um, here's something about chess. It was weird that Mitch and I both put it third, and so did the people. Where it was like, it was kind of like, is it uh, right? Is it like classic? Right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Mitch, Mitch, a big Risk. board game player as well. Oh, love, love. Well, uh, yeah. Of those, yes. well, Rush hates Monopoly. Do you have feelings on Monopoly? Oh, yeah, hate it, hate yeah. It. Well, you know, Rush, I would say, like, I'm totally, I've learned. I mean, I came, I came to Rush, just a little sampling. <laughs> you know, I came to him and I was like, oh, no, you have Monopoly? A you board know, game, like, Babe in the Woods. I'd rather play this German game. And I was like, Shogun. And I was totally into German. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, over the deep, my wife, my wife hates it. So here's I'm, here's the next one for you, gentlemen. Color. Co- color. Color. Yep. I'm, I'm locked. All right. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm in. Go ahead. Blue, green, red. All right. Rush. Blue, red, yellow. Wow. It is blue, red, green. Uh-huh. Two so for I, I two. two for Rush, one for Mitch. Um, we have two two categories left, and Rush is up eight to four is what I have on the numbers. If anyone cares, <laughs> next one's composers. Oh. And once you're locked, once you're both locked in, Rush goes first. I'm locked. All right, go ahead, Rush. I'm in. I mean, if you if you're going with somebody, that doesn't start with a B here. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Bach. Beethoven was really struggling on the order between those two. All right. And then I'm going with uh, throwing a little Brahms in at the, at the end. Ah. All right, Coach. I, 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 went, I went Mozart, Beethoven, Bach. Okay. Uh, their order. Mozart's a good answer. Their order was Bach, Beethoven, Mozart. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as soon as you said it. Oh, yeah, I, got it, I, said it <laughs> I, I got I got I, I, I got two points there. You got two, yep. And as soon as said Mozart, I, I, realized I, think, I think I'm out. I think you are mathematically eliminated, Coach, but we'll do the last one anyway. Because I, 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 I like the way this, this one broke down weird for me, so I, I wanted to do it. Comes in fives. Comes in fives. <sighs> and once you guys are both locked in, I think Coach goes first. Yeah, Mitch goes first. Uh, I, I am not yet locked in. No, right. am I? Hold on. All right. Uh, I'm locked in. All right. I'm locked as well. Go ahead, Mitch. Um, bills, like dollar bill or, you know, uh, uh, and then high fives, like high. high okay. Fives, and then uh, reunions. All right. Rush? Uh, I said fingers, toes. Oh. Shit. And uh, New York boroughs. <laughs> okay. You got two of them. You got one in the right spot. This is what this is what kind of what cracked me up about it, it was fingers, se- senses, toes. <laughs> there was enough people that split fingers and toes. How is anyone listing in daylight between fingers and toes? I don't know, but there was enough people to wedge. Yeah. 
to wedge senses into the two spot and split it's like fingers. The, uh, it's like the Hall of Fame vote where where Clemens and Bonds don't have the same number. Like, Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Like, I just I, I think what Clemens did was uh, horrible. But Bonds is okay. Like that, that photo was me. I was like that one went right over my head. I was like, got me. All right, all right. Rush, you, you Rush ended up winning. If if uh, if anyone cares. Yep. Uh, uh, Mitch and I deeply care. So thank you. <laughs> I, was, I was not surprised. <laughs> so uh, I think we're we're back to where we started then, right? I TJ? think we're to the top, my friend. All right. So TJ and Mitch, we're going to come back to where we started. So here's the situation: you are on a new uh, kind of offshoot of Shark Tank, and it's called Funded. And the way it works is. You're going to get uh, multiple ideas uh, thrown to you at the same time, and you have to decide how many of your funded dollars you want to throw into these uh, various uh, potential investments. Okay, and so you start the day with 100 funded bucks. Okay, and you got to be a little bit uh, careful about how much you spend along the way because you're only going to get uh, 100 more. Uh, bucks for each one. So if you want to save uh, save them to carry them forward for a little while, you can. Uh, and we're going to do a total of uh, just uh, just three topics. Okay. Okay. So we'll end up and it will end up receiving three hundred funded bucks. You got three hundred at a time. Bucks, but the the trick is you can't go back. Okay. So if if in the second thing you're like, oh no no, I wish I would have been able to spend more on that first one. You can't. So you got to decide whether to keep your powder dry or invest. And but, Mitch like, and I are competing you, against each other for ownership of these of these new businesses, or oh oh, ah, thank you. Super important point <laughs> raised by TJ, which is this is a bidding war. Okay. It's it, 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 based on how many of your bucks you put in it. You get to keep the ones you outbid the other the other shark on. Okay. So uh, for each one that you put in. Um, you you have a chance uh, to get it or not get it. Okay. And sorry, one other question, Rush. Are we are we being are we being told about just one of the businesses at a time, or will will we be told about all three and then and then end up going at it? Uh, you'll see how that works. It's a little okay. different than either of those. Great. But so uh, for round one, for round one, you are going to be uh, presented with multiple inventions multiple mm. inventions and you're going to get to say of these three inventions how many of your funded bucks do you want to put into any of them excellent so you can you can spend up to a hundred on one of them or you can save all your powder for later but here we're starting with inventions the first I'm i just say, have one more thing can i be kevin o'leary like a little bit of the <laughs> asshole like sure yeah a little bit i, I want to be the jerk shark be as much of an okay? asshole as you, you want know, to I'll, coach i'll change it a little bit and i'll let you guys ask me questions <laughs> all, right. all right so uh there's three products the first uh the first one is a suntan lotion pill uh they call it a sunblock pill you know i love this from tj this is uh they've invented a pill to where you no longer have to put sunblock on you just take it five minutes before you go in the sun and you are good to go the second product is uh a chewing gum that when you chew on the gum, it does two things for you. It straightens your teeth, braces style, and it whitens your teeth, teeth whitening style. So this is gum that has, proved, has been proven to show over time that just by chewing 30 minutes a day, you will get the same benefits as you would get from wearing a retainer at night or from uh, you know a heavy tooth whitening uh, regime. And the third is an app. 
that you put on your phone where you scan food and it gives you the nutritional information about that food, uh, including calories, vitamins, macronutrients uh, within the, that food. So you can just go and say, ah, how big is that piece of pie? Let me do a quick scan. How many calories are in there? Uh, or, hey, you know, which of these vegetables is going to best fit? I'm looking to get more iron in my diet. You know, scan a few of those things, et cetera, et cetera. Those are your three things. You can ask a few questions if you like, but otherwise, it's uh, once you're ready to lock in your funded bucks, you're going to lock them in. So the gum, the the gum with the second one, um, you all you have to do is chew the gum for thirty minutes. Thirty minutes and a day. Not only whitens your teeth, but it straightens your teeth. Yeah, it's uh, it has the same benefits that you would get from wearing a, uh, a an entire night of a retainer. And then the first one again. Can you just walk through that one one more time? Yeah, it's a, we call it the suntan lotion pill. A lot of people call it the sunblock pill. Uh, it takes away the need to ever apply sunscreen again. It works more effectively than sunscreen because it covers you perfectly. It, uh, you, you just need to take the pill, five. you take it with water uh, five minutes before you go outside and your skin will have uh, a coat that will not uh, in any way, you won't even really be able to feel it um, any, any more than just having some lotion on you, but uh, it, will, it will block the, uh, the sun's rays and prevent you from Yuck. getting sunburned. You're good at this. I, and so it's Lori Griner, isn't she like a shark? She's like on the, <laughs> the <laughs> network or whatever, like the QVC. Oh, she a, would buy these. In she's the she, queen. I think I've got, all right. So these are uh, just so I'm clear. These are the three. We are just bidding on these three things. Now there's going to be two more rounds. Okay. There's two more rounds. Stuff, so the, but you're going to get a hundred new bucks at the start of every round. So you never okay. go into any round with zero, but yeah. if you want to save some, some bucks for some carry through. But if you bid 99 on the thing right now and TJ bids a hundred, you, that's a disaster. You've been, you've been outfunded. Yeah. All right. So let me know when you guys are locked. I'm I'm locked. I'm locked. Okay. Let's start with that sun block pill. Uh, TJ, how much did you put into that one? Three bucks. And Mitch? 20. All right. Mitch, you, you own, uh, you, you now get to work with that shark and make uh, make a yeah. purchase of that thing. I'm, uh, I'm really regretting that I, I overbid by seventeen dollars. That's funded. That's funded for you. That's, that is that uh, is funded for. Teeth whitening and uh, straightening chewing gum. Mitch, what did you put on this? Seventy dollars. Seventy. TJ. Eighty-seven bucks. I think this is a winner. <laughs> this is a winner. <laughs> that's the and, winner of the of these three. That is the <laughs> mega millions. <laughs> <laughs> and then calorie calorie scanner for food. Uh, TJ, how much? Zero. Read it on the back of the box. Yeah, figure it out. I mean, I'll, I'll take it for two dollars. <laughs> oh, well, it's a great buy for two. It's a great yeah. Buy for two. It's a great buy for two. But TJ owns the uh, the gum, and Mitch, you got the sunblock pill and the calorie scanner. Okay. Uh, next up, I'm uh, carrying over ten up. bucks. By the way. Yes. Yeah, that is that is important. So uh, Mitch is carrying over eight dollars and TJ is carrying over ten. Uh, next up, we've got uh, we've got a producer here who comes in and says, um, and by the way, it would have been a disaster for you to, to bank a lot of money because those products <laughs> in the beginning are by far the greatest thing you're going to hear during this uh, funded. So which you, you guys as longtime fans of funded knew it would work that way. Um, what comes in now are some filmmakers, some indie filmmakers. This came out of uh, indie a bit. Um, and th- what they're what they want to do is they're putting together uh, reality shows. They're doing five separate 
reality shows where they follow certain professions around and uh, they film them and they're going to give you a, you know, just a little bit of description of, of each of those five shows that they want to put out there. Great. The first is uh, golf pros, but not like PGA tour pros. These are like PGA pros, like pros at country clubs or at uh, uh, public golf courses. And uh, it's a group of them. You get to see them like interact with one another. And then you also, as a side thing, watch them try to qualify themselves for like, the ultimately for the PGA tour. So okay. you see them doing their thing and also teaching lessons and also just dealing with country club bullshit and with, with one another. So that's golf pros. The next one is air traffic controllers. And what this one is, is uh, you follow um, this group of air traffic controllers, but uh, most of the show is their interaction with a bunch of other uh, airport employees. So you get a sense of generally speaking, like what's going on at the, at the airport. But from time to time, you get like some drama with like some crazy thing that's happened that they're allowed to show with the uh, with the air traffic uh, controllers in the high pressure situation. Um, third, Disney theme park employees. These are all uh, like dummies that are between like 20 and 25 years old. And it's kind of playing on the uh, we're going to enjoy watching like uh, some folks <laughs> say some goofball things and get involved in some like hijinks uh, at various times. Some of them are like super Christian. Some of them are super not. And so there's a there's an interesting dichotomy between uh, the, how they all uh, interact down there in Orlando uh, on their nights. It's called Disney Nights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next up is uh, next up is called uh, Gaming the Game. And in Gaming the Game, you you go in depth like Hard Knocks series with a video game design team where you go soup to nuts as they develop a new. Uh, a new uh, a cross-platform game. So it's being made for the PS4, for an Xbox, and for computer uh, all at the same time from a uh, not that well-known, but, but you know, kind of a tier two or tier three type studio. So it's not, we're not watching uh, the next Fallout get made, but we're watching, you know, a, a serious studio make a game. And the last one is called um, Zookeepers. And it's, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it juxtaposes, um, these uh, these zookeepers, where where they're at like a very friendly, very kind of forward thinking type zoo. Think like a San Diego zoo, where you really get to see places where they treat the animals like uh, with with the maximum respect, as, at least as far as you can get uh, with respect to zoos. But uh, there's a fl- there's a twist to it, which is um, a group of people are like, look, it kind of sucks that you guys keep animals in cages. So what we're going to do is we're going to flip it and half your day. You then go into a person style zoo where where there are other people who are the filmmaking crew who get to basically tend to them and they have to interact as though they're in a zoo, like kind of like a big brother uh, type situation. So that that's what we got. We got golf pros, we got air traffic control, we got Disney nights, we got game in the game, and we got zookeepers. Um, where who are you funding? Once you're locked in, let me know. Uh, wow. TJ, you have one hundred ten dollars. Mitch, you've got uh, one hundred eight dollars. So we we will see. And you're welcome to ask questions if you like. Uh, so, uh, with the PGA, it's is it all the professionals? It, it, these are these are no golfers you've ever heard of. They're like they're club pros, so they yeah. might be, uh, you know, they're they're club pros probably at, at at like an area in like California or Arizona or Florida where there would be a bunch of different clubs nearby, and they uh, they're all striving to get on the tour. Uh, we pick fun funny guys. Um, uh, and there's men and women. So some are trying to get onto the, you know, PGA, some are trying yeah. to get on the LPGA. 
but it's just like a slice of life thing with them. You see some hijinks from, you know, some real goofballs that come yeah, yeah. lessons. Is, is Disney nights only on the Disney channel? Uh, we think we could sell it anywhere, but Disney probably <laughs> is going to have uh, probably have an exclusive over that. Like, uh, we, we will struggle to get that. Uh, I like year. Disney nights on non Disney, yeah. but I get it. I get we'll, it. We'll try. We'll, we, we're not. We're, we're not. We're not beholden to the Disney Channel. We would yeah. love to get it on HBO. We would uh, love to yeah. get it on. Uh, I think you need to. Place. I think HBO. you need to. HBO it holds Max. no interest to me on it, it. The Disney show holds no interest to me if it's been Disney. I, I don't want I, if I can't put it on Cinemax or something, then I, I don't want the fucking show. <laughs> we, we have a backup plan where we have a different. It's not Disney, but it's 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 like a second rate Disney theme park that is in Florida. OK. And we can we can use them if, if Disney won't give us the rights. We'll, we'll take that one. And, and when the when the zoo keepers are in the cages, uh, can, it's like not quite cages. They have free roaming territory, but they're yeah, out there. But like um can can like uh, the, can the monkeys be on the outside just like an occasional monkey be on the outside like oh yeah yeah we we flip the script and like you know the monkeys get to get to watch them and so forth all right uh, i'm locked in don't touch the humans all right i'm in, i'm locked in as well all right let's start with golf pros uh tj how much you putting into golf pros three Three, uh, Mitch. I was four. I was four. No, no. <laughs> Perfect bid. I, I, I was trying to go low. No. Oh. Wow, the perfect bid. Uh, Mitch, air traffic controllers. Uh, air I, traffic out of control. I, I changed this one multiple times, but I'm five dollars. Five dollars, TJ. He's got it. None. I, I know. I have no interest in that one. I don't want Zero. that one. Didn't care about that one. No. TJ, Disney nights. Disney Nights, knowing now that, it, that there is the possibility to get it on HBO. I, I locked in at 30. 30, at Mitch. 45. I, I really think Disney Nights has great potential. Yeah. But paired next to, you know, some of the programming on Disney, I I, I know that I'm at risk, but I'm going to be pushing hard for a cinema. But if you can get it on HBO, you're going to be thrilled with that. Yeah. Pickup. So you've gotten all three shows so far. Right? I know, I know. What was your What was your bid on video on game in the game? The video game. Twenty two. Twenty two. I came in. I came in high on forty. I think that's the real future. I think that's the the show that that trends yeah. trends heavy up. Boom! And finally, uh, Zookeepers. TJ. Twenty two. Twenty two. Mitch. Thirty. <laughs> 30. All right, so Mitch, you spent... Did you uh, empty so empty the thing? Who doesn't want to watch the zookeepers go into the... the you got four thing. shows. Got Did you empty the piggy bank on that one? Did you, you use mentioned, Also, you mentioned the San Diego Zoo. It's the... Like, everyone knows that it's the most well-run zoo in the world. Wow. Like, it's a, you know... So, right? TJ, you, you're carrying $15 forward, and Mitch is carrying, I believe, $2 forward. Yeah, come on. Okay. All right, but so, you got—I mean—you got, I mean, you got four Mitch, shows. You got four shows there. Mitch's got four shows. He's got the calorie scanner, which I think you guys are way low on, and he's got the sun damn lotion. The calorie scanner—they—they they got that on the damn box. They—they—they—you—you—you. You, you, anyone who pays attention can basically know what calories are. I know that's what I. I, Rock, I, I you know, you're in a restaurant. I, How great! I thought for sure the, the gum. You're you know tea straightening gum. Come on, <laughs> like, that was. How did I even think that I was going to get that for $70? What was I doing? He's going to get the opportunity to buy it from this company. I don't have much, but I like what I got. You know, I'm, 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 I'm a boutique. Final round. 
All right. Final round of funders, and it is it is board games. Okay. Uh, it is board games, and they're coming to you with three board game ideas. I'm to use my money And you're right going to decide which one to fund. And TJ, you have $115, and Mitch, you have 102 And remember, there is no value in not emptying the chamber yep. here in, in round three. You can't keep the money beyond here. These are your funded bucks. All right. The first game is called The Librarian. And in The Librarian... Uh, players each play a uh, <clears throat> a librarian that oversees a collection of valuable old books. You must uh, uh, you must collect, uh, seek out, uh, acquire, and organize those uh, while also finding the perfect volume for each of your visiting customers. Um, the better the match you make, the better the suggestion you're able to fit to each customer who will have various uh, desires the more uh, renown and money that you will get to grow your collection until ultimately uh, who one of one of the players will uh, be left with the finest library around. That's the librarian. The second game is called Family Matters. In Family Matters, you play one of the five heirs to a great fortune. The reigning matriarch and patriarch are aging, and they are very fond of updating their wills. Uh, you must compete against your siblings in a variety of areas to gain your parents' favor. You'll have to use your skills across various areas, uh, from testing your intellect to your athletic ability and everything in between. And you'll also need to invest some in backstabbing and manipulation mm. in order to come out as uh, <laughs> the winner of uh, of, of the air uh, of your uh, of your family's fortune in family matters. And the third board game. Is called the most dangerous board game. You find yourself washed ashore following a shipwreck. To your amazement and delight, the the island that you've crashed into is inhabited by a wealthy explorer who has retired and come to this island to live and to hunt jaguars and other beasts. But your delight turns to horror when you learn that this gentleman now wishes to hunt the most dangerous game of all, you. One player will play uh, the the uh, shipwrecked uh, survivor, and the other player or players will play the, uh, uh, the 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 retired explorer, as well as his uh, trusty set of uh, pack hounds and his uh, trusted uh, valet, uh, all borrowed from the uh, intellectual property of the short story "The Most Dangerous Game," which is public domain at this point. That is the most dangerous board game, and what will happen is there's a map. You can ask me any questions you want about it, but within that one, there's a map, and uh, and the one player who's running away from the hunt, uh, uh, it, you can't see where they're going, but they're allowed to set traps and they're allowed to hide and you know uh, and try to get uh, and they have to survive for three days. If they do, they'll be allowed off the island. The other player or players are, are controlling different types of uh, hunters that all have different attributes to try to track this person down. Those are your three games. So, generally speaking, uh, I'm thinking about board games. Um, Rush, what, what's like our, our objective is to get into like you know Barnes and Noble or be readily available on Amazon, right? 
uh, you that's know. up to you. I think I think you're thinking two things. One is which is going to make the best game, and then two, maybe what's going to be the easiest to sell as well. You know, yeah. you, you could come at it from either angle. You could say, look, look, that sounds like more of a heavy gamer's game. It just doesn't sound like it's going to have a lot of mass appeal. But I think the game sounds great. Or or you might say that has a lot of appeal, but it sounds terrible to yeah. me. I'm not going to invest in it. Yeah. And then um, the like uh, a game like Family Matters doesn't necessarily make it a family game, although it is about a family. Yeah. A librarian could be equally as good of a family game. Uh, yeah, Family Matters, maybe a little bit of adult adult uh, style humor within there. Yeah, I like a that. Bit. Yep. All right, I'm, I'm locked, uh, TJ. I'm locked. All right. Uh, we start with it's the me. I, I got to go first this time. Oh, I think you're the, who went first on the last one? TJ did. Okay. Uh, yep. So, TJ, what do you got for the librarian? Oh, no, so it's, I get, think it's me first. Yep, sorry. Uh, $8, $8 for the librarian. TJ. I overbid horribly, but this is the one I wanted. I thought it had the most cross appeal. 58 on that one. 58. Wow. All right. You've won the librarian on Family Matters. TJ, what did you bid there? Six. Fourteen. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> you never. <laughs> and, uh, oh, he killed me. Uh, on. I, I, could, I could calculate it, but I won't. Killed uh, me. TJ, what did you, or, or Mitch, what did you have on Most Dangerous? Eighty. Eighty. I want oh. Dangerous game, man. I love that game. I dropped fifty-one down there for nothing. Mitch lives in a. I love, I love the Most Dangerous game. You got a bag. That. Full of stuff. You know, and full disclosure, like I've actually, I know Russ, that's in your wheelhouse. That is a really good idea. <laughs> uh, love the sound of that game. I'd love to be, I don't know, I'm sure if I want to be the hunter or the hunted, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but that, that one sounds fun. There was uh, something to me about the librarian where it's, it's so dry as a concept that I, I, I feel like it's going to be a great game. I love, I love it. Like, I love it. It's uh, right up my alley. <laughs> Anyway, so you helped me to. I should focus my designing uh, desires on uh, most dangerous board game and on the uh, the librarian, and I should work on this this gum. Oh, will, the gum uh, is. Gum? I, it doesn't kidding? matter what I did in these other ones. I'm retiring in four years on that gum money. That I'm 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 going home. If you can buy gum that that makes it so parents don't have to buy whatever braces are nowadays or whatever substitutes for dental work. Like, Holy Christ. Forget it. My kids would be so happy to, you know, it's like, I, I literally am in like shooting them with a BB gun every night. Like (laughs) brush your teeth. Like, Oh God. Uh, yeah. And the one ounce of honey, I want to go back to that for a second. Like how good was that? (laughs) I've been thinking as we've been playing about like my my answer on Neosporin. You know, like, <laughs> of course, like I have children, but uh, you guys, the highest value. I'm gonna say I know what to get you for your birthday. It's some Neosporin and uh, a, a little first aid kit. Off, offhand, because your both of your highest ones were uh, an ounce of tears. Do you know of a liquid that you can automatically say right now would be more valuable for you uh, than than an ounce of than an ounce of tears? Yeah. What what would yours uh, be? I mean like an ounce of liquid gold would be, would be <laughs> great. I'd take that. Uh, probably what's that? Um like a truffle oil. I could sell that for a lot. Okay. Uh, gotcha. 
Uh, but if, if it wasn't just what it's valued at, I mean, uh, God, if, if, if we're just saying by stuff I love, I mean, give me an ounce of diet, Dr. Pepper. That's pretty meaningful to me. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be, yeah. that might be the hundred dollars. Our friend, our friend Case Clay has probably moved an ounce of, uh, of stud semen for maybe more, more than. Oh yeah. Sure has. <laughs> sure has. They, I, that could be like a hundred thousand dollars a pop. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would, I, I, a good ounce of good, really good red wine. I, I, that would be, you know, I, I, that's where I would go. That, that'd make you, that'd make you cry an ounce of tears. It's so good. Yeah, no, it would. All right. Well, Mitch, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you oh, on. Man. Thanks so much for doing this. I'm honored. Uh, this was this very show. humbling. Thank you. Good luck. Schedule, so thanks for having on. Good luck the rest of the way with the season too, coach. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And we want to thank Nate who does the producing, uh, Julie and Emily and you guys for listening. We hope you're enjoying uh, these as much as we enjoy doing them. Am I forgetting anything, Rush? No, that's it. Thanks, guys.